Greetings, football fans, and welcome to Season 2 of the CBFA Podcast. I'm your host, James Parks. Each week, I'll be joined by one or more of the field announcers to discuss all the action from Shouldice Park. It's the Calgary Bantam Football Association Podcast, and it starts now! So, welcome to the podcast, uh, Cole Fortner. Welcome back. It's good to have you. Uh, how you been? Not working for some reason. Um, I've been good. It's been like it's a busy week, Thanksgiving week, and for us. Um, anyway, we had some interesting games this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe um, I saw most of the games at Hellard this week. I caught the end of the uh, the Chiefs Raiders, and then saw the the other three. Were you at Hellard? I had all four games until I guess you were there all day. That's I right. Was there all day. We had, uh, we had to order out for lunch. Yeah, we did. That was good. Good times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So super fan snacks to the rescue. Anyhow, uh, That's the new, the the new website. What's that? The new website looks so fancy. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll just start right there. <laughs> let's start there, shall we? It's um, yeah, with with very little fanfare, we updated the website. Uh, it's something that's been in the works for um probably since just before the beginning of the season. Although it was talked about at the AGM, and uh, uh, this was actually the impetus of um, uh, Stampeder's coach, um. Uh, Dave Hardy. So, uh, yeah, Dave was saying he wanted to see some some improvements with the website, and it it started with an overhaul visually. So uh, now that we've done that part, we can start to work on uh, the other parts, which is getting more information up to date and uh, and out to everyone uh, a little faster for, especially for those that uh, that aren't following. The social media channels may not get all the news. So if we can uh, keep up to date on that, then so much the better for everyone. Uh, nice, nice, clean, clean colors and everything. And the scores, the weak scores follow you around. Right. Um. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's some improvements on the back end of how, how the, website operates i was i was uh, it's it's still wordpress um and uh it's just a, an updated version of it that you know i was kind of stuck in doing it in a, a certain way because i am not a professional uh web designer or updater or anything like that but um you know i i used a method that worked for me and and uh and this is quite an improvement. It's it's a lot of similar things, but it's a lot more um, a lot more control over a lot of different things. So, uh, as I uh, learn more things, or or perhaps if if getting the news and I become more you know a reporter type, um, <laughs> actually getting the news to the website uh, is something that we may consider is uh is hiring somebody else to actually manage all of the back end updates and then I just have to feed them information. 
So we'll see how that goes. But these are um, these are things that are in the works, and uh, this is just phase one. Nice. Any other important league information before we jump into the scores, or just just the new schedule? Well, um, or not schedule. Um. I I haven't seen the final numbers yet, but uh, from everything I heard, Gordy's food fight was a big success. Uh, they from what they I can had... see from the the top of the bleachers, it looks looks promising. Right. So yeah, they uh, all the teams uh, collected. Um, a whole bunch of food for uh, for the Veterans Food Bank, and somebody's going to get a pizza party, and everybody wins. Yeah, in the end, yeah, everyone everyone does win that one, especially the team that gets the pizza party. That's right. Yeah, that's a double win. All right, shall um, we segue into our penultimate week? Absolutely, of that's a regular that's season. A stumbling segue, if there ever was. One. <laughs> so oh, yeah. the the early game, uh, the two and four Chiefs took on the six and zero Raiders. Yeah, and uh, the Raiders, um, from from what I saw and from what uh, everyone around me told me, uh, the Raiders were pretty much clicking on uh, all three phases of the game. So uh, they're. They're looking pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, um, the, record, the record is going to show that as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they moved to 7-0 uh, and 0 with a, a 31 to, to 0 victory over a, a pretty good Chiefs team uh, that has had a, a lot of success on offense and maybe is uh, working uh, on their defensive side. Yeah. But, uh, but they've showed a lot of promise this year, and that's... Uh, and they you made know, some. They made some nice pretty... plays in the game as well. The Raiders. Um, I think it was the. I want to say it was the first quarter. Might have been the second. Um, that probably don't have written down. Um, they were doing a. I think it was like a first and goal or something. It was an and goal type type down. Um, from the five. Quarterback called his own number, was running it in. As he's getting tackled, does a rugby-style pass over to his running back. The running back finishes off the, the drive. But it was one of those things where he was already past the line of scrimmage, so he couldn't throw it forward. Like It had to be a lateral. Right. Um, heads up. Just, That's just the heads-up play from from both to, to be able to do that. Yeah, that's... That opened up the scoring as well. That's that's some great players and some great coaching. Yeah, uh, they also had an onside kick recover. Actually, I don't know if it was onside, but they had not. They had a kickoff recovery of of their own. Um, had at least one interception. They did, however, miss a field goal. Uh, but that went through the end zone. So they at least got the consolation rouge. But yeah, Raiders. Raiders are definitely looking. Well, I mean, the record would reflect it, but one of the strongest teams in in the league this year. Absolutely. Yeah, they're the team to beat right now, for sure. And then we had had one one lineman player of the week, player of the game for that one as well. 
I ended up giving it to uh, Chiefs OND lineman Logan Madden. So it's always good to see the, uh, the guys in the trenches get some some loving. Yeah. From our players of the game stats. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of the positions that uh is near and dear to my heart as a, a former player. I was an interior lineman and love to see those guys shine. Even even myself as a receiver and receiver coach, it's you can't do anything without the O line. They they're so incredibly crucial to a run or even, you know, buying your quarterback even that extra second to get a ball off to a pass. And yeah. they just don't get the credit they deserve sometimes. Yeah. Well, every every championship team has uh the superior line play, right? Oh, 100%. offense and defense. Hundred percent. Yeah, if it's if yeah, well, if if your line isn't controlling the game, you're playing flag football, <laughs> <laughs> or you're just getting sacked every time. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the following game, which we also had an OND lineman player of the game, uh, Dini Muhadini from the Rebels, uh, was the Rebels and Bulldogs game. That's right. Which was unfortunately another lopsided affair for against the rebels. It was. I was happy to see them score a couple. Yes, they did score a couple, which I think is how many weeks in this in a row now? Uh, I believe that's their third week in a row. I can confirm that. Hang on one second. I'll just go to the website, which has a a new host, by the way. So you'll you might notice when you click on the old uh, cbfa.ab.ca link, you might have it takes you to uh, a new website, CalgaryBantamFootball.com. I mean, I don't I don't want to say how many weeks in a row is a bad thing. It's just more of how many weeks in a row is, and the fact that the team is just in a not a great state at the moment. So it's, it's nice to see them be able to get points semi-consistently. Right. So um, their last three games played would be more accurate then because they had their, um, their Monday night game that they scored. That was replaying week one, but it was their third most recent game played. September twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah. So since September twenty sixth, they've scored in every game, which is good from where they've started the season. Right? Yeah. No, they've been steadily improving, which you always you always like to see. Yeah it it hasn't shown up in in their overall record, but um, it's shown up on the field. It's shown up in their play. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of that's always going to come just who they who they're playing when type thing, right? Because yeah, the Bulldogs are also one of the top teams in the league as well. So it's that's right. It was going to take a lot. Yeah, and when you're, you know, brand new to the league and and uh, maybe still finding your feet, um, every game is going to be a tough game. Yeah, but there's they've had they've had plenty of things to be positive about. Absolutely, absolutely, they have. 
Um, some more things on that game. Actually, speaking of beautiful things to be proud about, they had a really, really well done onside kick. Um, they, I think it was the second quarter, they just scored a touchdown, which was a 64-yard passing play, so they're liking that deep ball over the middle. They've that's what they've been connecting on all season. Yeah. Um, I, I actually I don't know about last week. I missed last week, but um, to my knowledge, that's what they've been connecting on earlier in the year. So, and that's what they had this year or in this game. Um, but following their first touchdown, they did an onside kick, and it was actually caught. Um, by who was it? Number nine. Uh, Ephraim Fisher, who actually scored the touchdown. He ended up getting an extra like 25 yards off of it. Ha, nice. Yeah, that's great. And it's usually when you see an onside kick, it's like, oh, you know, it's caught and it's downed right there or it's yeah. hit out of bounds type thing. Yeah. Or they fall you know, on it. Yeah. But no, he, he caught it right in the middle of open an open play and just carried on for a few more yards. It's like, Crazy. all right. Uh, I wasn't expecting expecting that one to, you know, appear. <laughs> But it didn't. It worked really well. Um, special teams. Special teams was a big one, though, in that game. Um, the Bulldogs had a sixty-two yard kickoff return, or sorry, fifty-two yard kickoff return. Um, they also stripped the ball from the Rebels on a kickoff as well later in the game. Yeah. Um. So special teams. Special teams was was big. For I guess both teams in this one, despite yeah, it being a very was, lopsided score. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of exciting plays going on, whether it was offense or defense or or special teams, like you said. And really, Julie, despite it being a lopsided score, I think it was one of our better games that we had over at Hellard. It was certainly exciting. Yeah. Um, although I I think the the game of the day for me was the uh, Wildcats Hilltoppers. Yeah, because that one, I don't know, it was the next one. Which one was it? That was the next one, yeah. Yeah, it was that the next was one. one o'clock. Yeah. That one had some, some interesting plays in it as well. Um, a few interceptions from both teams, a lot of passing touchdowns. Yeah. Wildcats won that one, 33 to 16. Yeah, and more special teams highlights. They had a 70-yard punt, or the Wildcats had a 70-yard punt return touchdown as well. Yeah, that was a great run. I'm not going to lie, off the top of my head, I, not gonna, off the top of my head, I don't remember the play. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a busy Thanksgiving weekend. That's, yeah, understandable. Turkey hangovers, you know. Yeah, and NFL football and CFL football and... Just blame, just blame it on the jerky. It's fine. <laughs> it was a, it was a great run. Take my word for it. I I will. Uh, and that improved. So we actually have with that result, with the unfortunate two results that we have from. I don't. Know, we can't really talk about Hell or Field Eight because we don't really know what happened much on Field Eight. But following this week, we have three teams that have improved to five. You know, six and one. From five right. and one to six and one. 
I don't know if there's anything else you want to add on the Wildcats Hilltoppers game. I've kind of um, really quickly gone through it. Just that after a hot start, the Hilltoppers started three and zero. They've now lost four four in a row, so they're trending the wrong way. They need to turn that around. Um, they got a a tough matchup next week against the three and four Eagles. But yeah, so that's about all I have to say about that game. Um, the, the Wildcats looked stronger than they have in in a while so they're trending the way they would like and then uh yeah the three o'clock game was the uh the colts and cowboys and that was all cowboys that was yeah all cowboys it it was um yeah all three phases uh of the game it was it was was uh, one yeah yeah, that I was looking for. Yeah, that one started off 14 seconds into the game. That game yeah. was pretty much called right then and there, if you will. Um, because number 23 of the Cowboys, which was Marcus, oh, Marcus Chu. Yeah, um, Marcus Chu. Yeah, he had a opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, didn't get the yardage, but you know it's it's a lot. I don't think yards really matters at the end of the day, except for players' personal stats. But yeah, yeah that kind of I was kind of the early nail in the coffin, if you will, in that game. Yeah, it was a, a sign of things to come. There was a lot more of that the Cowboys are they're you know one of the strongest uh, teams we've seen in in a few years, and yeah. they won last year. So. Yep. So yeah, um, uh, when they when they inevitably meet up with the Raiders, and you know if uh, Again. it's not it's not too early to call us the Div One City Final. Um, looks like it's going to be a, a matchup between those two. I mean, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to count out the Bulldogs or uh, or the Wildcats, Wildcats, but based off of how. The first seven weeks have gone. Yeah. It is it is very, very likely that it will be that the Raiders and the Cowboys. But we also have been known to be wrong. That's true. So if Wildcats or Bulldogs can prove us wrong, we will not be against it either. <laughs> as long as we have good football games. That's that right. They're intense and fun to watch. You betcha. Now apparently those were the games at Field Eight on uh, on Saturday. Uh, I I I did get a couple of stories out of Davy Weber before he uh, he left the trailer uh, about what happened over there, and uh, he said the well the Stampeders and the Mavericks in the uh, one o'clock game they ended up tying seven seven. So. In the Not last the three... lowest scoring tie I've seen in football this year in Calgary. No, no, um, they they had each scored a touchdown, and they were tied six six and had missed their converts. And then in the last three minutes, each team had uh, a drive and into field goal range and and missed their attempt, but got the rouge. So they they tied at seven, and then. Late in the game, the final drive, the Stampeders drive it into field goal range and they elect to punt instead of trying a field goal 
to ensure that it'll get out the end zone. And <laughs> the Mavericks blocked it. I mean, it, it makes sense in a way because you can't write this stuff. Google didn't work earlier. Right? So, and, you but, try, but, so you try a punt where you're going to have supposedly more time and protection on the kicker because he's what, further back. What a crazy finish. And then it gets blocked. What a crazy finish. I'm I'm really disappointed that we were on Hellard Field for that one. Yeah. We can blame Ron. <laughs> he's the one that made the it's schedule. He should have had stamps Mavericks over at Hellard. That's all there is to it. Oh, it's always Ron's fault. Just throw Ron on the bus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I told him to listen to the podcast and he could hear me making fun of him, but I don't think he believed me. Anyways, uh, Davey told me about the last game as well, which was uh, uh, a 20-8 to eight, uh, Eagles victory over the Lions. Um, the Eagles were, were up actually 20 to nothing, and uh, the Lions had a, a, a late drive that they ended up scoring on. And, uh, and Dave said when they, uh, they kicked the extra point, um, they, they got a double doink. <laughs> so double doink. a double doink. That's right. Um, he, the, the kick went almost straight up and it came down on the crossbar and bounced straight up. And then it came down on the crossbar a second time and bounced through. So it was good. But yeah, interesting. Doink. That's uh, and that's that's what he had to say about that game. So interesting that that's the highlight of the game. That was that was the highlight of the game, I guess. Um, yeah, but that's a, a an homage to John Madden. If you didn't uh, didn't catch that, he always called any kind of time the the ball got kicked off an upright, it was a doink. He just he got excited when it was a double doink. Good old John Madden. Anyways, um, coming up this weekend, we got the final week. Final week. It's uh starts with the it Rebels playoff clinching seven. week. Yeah, we'll we'll get all the final placements. Um, the Rebels take on the Chiefs at nine o'clock. Uh, that should be an interesting game. I'll be talking with uh. Chris Bailey uh, tomorrow night, um, which is going to be right after we talk, finish talking for everyone who's listening. Uh, you don't have to wait until tomorrow night. You just have to wait until I finish babbling. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, that game's going to gonna happen, and then there will be the 11 o'clock game. Uh, Hilltoppers, 3-4, and four, taking on the Eagles, 3-4. and four. Both those teams have been hit and miss this season. Yeah. So yeah, very, one, very good game to watch at eleven. One of them is going to get back to five hundred, and yeah, uh, and and have maybe a, a. Well, I mean, we did have a tie last week, so we did. That's true. It is it is possible they could both finish below five hundred? I, I I shouldn't be speaking so quickly. Those because uh, your next game at one o'clock at Hellard is one of those two teams with a tie on their record. The Mavericks, right. the one five and one Mavericks taking on the six and one Bulldogs. That's right. Bulldogs will be looking to keep pace with with uh, the Raiders, who uh, are looking for the perfect season. I'm sure. 
Well, not to mention just trying to grab the upper hand on the Wildcats of the Cowboys as well, because those two also play at the same time over on field eight. All right. And, and wow. Um, so that's a heavyweight matchup over there as well. Definitely a heavyweight matchup to watch. And that's at field eight. Hey, yeah. Blame Ron again. All right. I got to make sure one of us is at field eight at least. Uh, not me. <laughs> No, you're not uh, available in the afternoon, hey? Nope. All right. Well, I guess it doesn't matter which field I'm at then. I think I'm just getting the morning game. Cool. You'll get the Hilltoppers Eagles? No, I think I'll get that one. I think I'm just going to get Chiefs and Rebels. Oh, Chiefs, Rebels. Okay. Yeah. That should be an entertaining game too. Yeah. So sorry for parents that have to listen to me again for the Chiefs and Rebels. (laughs) Get used to it by now. Yeah. Uh, then three o'clock. Uh, the Raiders looking to remain undefeated, taking on the Stampeders, uh, who are two, four, and one. And then also at three o'clock over on Field Eight, the two and five Rebel, or wow, no, two and five Lions, uh, looking to take on, or will take on the three and four Colts. Yeah. So potential future playoff matchup. Yeah, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have to see where it all shakes out. And yeah, uh, there's, you there's, should too come to come to Ice Park this weekend. Three divisions for playoffs. And I don't know how many teams go in each. <laughs> um, so I believe our um our bottom four will match up against each other in Division Three. And then our top eight uh, go into a uh, a playoff format. That's kind of like a double knockout almost. Um, so if they lose once and they're bounced from Divi- Division One down to Division Two, does does the division matter or no? Like the no. Ken Two and like, Brock Jacobs divisions. Those, uh, not so much. There's there's no real division alignment that way for playoffs. See, I've done so, this before, but I honestly don't remember. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't get I don't get paid the big bucks to to remember all that stuff. I'm just, I, I'm I just don't show up and look pretty with my voice, right? There you go, and that's important. We need yeah, that. It's very important. Yeah, and I bring the tunes that. as well. You betcha. So it looks this year like um, uh, the tier one provincial semi uh, is oh, the uh, Calgary team's going to have to travel to Southern Alberta. And then uh, division three is hosting here. And then the provincial final is Dependent on who's in it. So for Bantam? Yeah. For Bantam, yeah. But the uh that's kind of interesting because I know the high school provincials is on their rotation in Calgary this year. So Sholace was gonna be rather busy for football this year with yeah being down a field. We 
um, I know we have in the past usually played the uh, provincial final. If it's played in Calgary, it's played at Stampeder Field, not Hellard. Interesting. At the uh, we can use the bubble city, this year. The city finals uh, is November fifth, so mark that one in your calendars. Um, but every Saturday until then, we'll be we'll be playing football at Shoulders Park. So yeah, come on out. Well, you said city finals is November fifth. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The high school, provincial high final be, is November nineteenth. High school will still be going by then. I think. I don't know what high school provincials are. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm busy final week. Important, very important final week for teams. Yeah, that's gonna gonna set out who's uh who gets to play who and uh yeah. This is what they've all been playing for all year is to, to figure out their seeding for the playoffs, right? That and because it's fun. It's football. Yeah. I uh, I don't have any uh, updates on the selects. Um, I, I think they should be starting practices soon if they haven't already. But... Um, this is not in my knowledge repertoire. Yeah, that's something that uh, maybe I'll have to get um, uh, Grant Stefanowski back on to give us updates on from inside the selects, eh? That'd be an interesting little segment for you. There you go. I just thought of it now. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to be. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, but that should do it for, for us. Stick around for a short interview with uh, Chris Bailey, coach of the Chestermere Chiefs. Joining us today on the podcast is Chestermere Chiefs head coach, Chris Bailey. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Well, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? Good, good. It's a, it was a good night out there for practice. and Yeah, it was excellent. Awesome. So uh, it was a bit of a tough matchup this past Saturday. For the Chiefs against the Raiders, who uh, still uh, they're the only unbeaten team remaining. Um, what lessons did uh, your team take away from this game? Well, I mean, they're clearly a fantastic team, and uh, we we noticed right away how polished they were, and how how not just they were not just only big, fast, and strong, but they were very skilled, and that's what we took away from the the game is that we have to work on our individual skills a little more and we have to learn how to catch better and walk better and tackle better and throw better. So we spent the week in practice doing just that, working more on our skills than actual plays. Excellent. Um, so your regular season finale uh, this Saturday is against a, a pretty hungry Rebels team. Uh, they We've seen them improving over the last few weeks. They've started to put points up on the board. Um, what do you tell your players to keep them focused on the here and now, uh, rather than, you know, thinking, thinking ahead as the playoffs are just around the corner? 
for sure. It'd be easy to to start thinking and talking about playoffs, but reality is, is we we tell our kids this every week that it's football's a, a game of you know every play. You play every play like it's your last, and you you focus on the play at hand, you focus on the quarter at hand, and you focus on the game at hand. And that's exactly what I said. We, we've got to stay focused on this game. Let's get better, like we have been all season. Use the time to get better, improve. You know, focus on being good football players, and you know, if we do everything we're supposed to do, we'll win the game. Yeah. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, which um, which players on on your team have made the biggest improvements this season? Um, there, there's Logan Madden. He's been a good player all season, but throughout the season, he has been fantastically, you know, improving. Like every every week, he gets better and better and better. He's a two way player for us. And he plays on offensive line, defensive line, and the kid never stops. He's just excellent, for sure. And definitely doesn't get enough recognition. However, yeah, <laughs> player of the game last week. So he, I guess he does. Uh, eventually, yeah, yeah. Even even the workhorses in the trenches get some recognition. Are there any uh, players um, besides uh, Logan that maybe don't get that recognition? Oh, definitely. We have a defensive lineman that's been with the, the Chiefs organization now for four years. And um, his name is Jaden Santos, but for some reason he got the nickname JJ. But uh, Jaden Santos plays on our defensive line, and he does not get even close to enough recognition because he's he's works hard every practice. He comes out. He's the perfect kid. He's yes, coach, no coach. I'll do whatever you say, coach, and just goes about it, works hard, and Definitely does not get enough recognition for sure. Right on. Well, he's getting some now. Well deserved. Right. Um, how about you? How long have you been coaching? Um, this is my tenth year with the Chestermere Chiefs. Started with Adam, um, coached there for three years, moved up to Pee Wee for two years, and now with Bantam. So we were kind of followed the cycle. We started out with the Chestermere Chiefs as a just a nothing but an Adam team. And then we got a Pee Wee team and then we worked hard and we got a Bantam team. So here we are. Excellent. Yeah. yeah we're, we're certainly happy to have you guys uh, uh, as part of the CBFA. We're, we're excited to, uh, to include as many kids as we can. For sure. Um, is there anything else you'd like to, uh, to add? Um, just, just how fortunate we are like that you mentioned the cbfa we're 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 absolutely blessed to have such a, a a great league to play in and as coaches we're we're spoiled and take it for granted a lot of the time because you know it, it's so well run it's set up so so perfectly we just show up and the games are taking place with and then if you step back and you go to other leagues and just just watching high school football for example High school football in Calgary is some of the best in the country, but compared to the CBFA, it just doesn't run as smooth and it's just not as organized and it's not as clean. And it's just not, you know, it doesn't have the, the perks like, you know, consistent um, PA systems and the, the refs aren't mic'd up and just little things, but we're, we're absolutely blessed to be in the CBFA for sure. Right on. Well, um, I sure appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me tonight, and uh, good luck to uh, the Chiefs the rest of the way. And uh, yeah, 
Thank you. We'll we'll take that luck. But yeah, we've been working hard, so hopefully, hopefully that pays off. <laughs> Excellent. Can't wait to see it. Excellent. The CBFA podcast is brought to you by longtime players of the game sponsor, Wolf Cadillac Calgary. Check out their selection of new and used vehicles online at www.wolfcadillaccalgary.com or in person at 1720 Barlow Trail Southwest. And game day wouldn't be the same if not for Superfan Snacks. They're located near the plaza area of Shouldice Park. Superfan Snacks proudly supports minor football at every level. Find them on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.